Hi, you are listening to Mediation Station, and this is your host, Greg Fenton. Each week we explore topics and ideas related to the experience of people with conflict and look to promote the profession of conflict resolvers. We are available to connect with at greggf at primus.ca and 647-227-4734. Visit us at our Facebook page to like us and Facebook group page to become a member. Also visit YouTube to see channels for both CHHA 1610AM and Greg Fenton. Listen to podcasts of each radio show at either of soundcloud.com and at iTunes podcasts by searching under Mediation Station in the Arts section. Follow us on our Twitter account at Fenton Mediation. Tonight our topic is called Culture, Negotiation and Conflict. The visitor is Abdullah al and he'll be with us very soon. Laura Tarcia is here tonight, the co-host. Welcome, Laura. How are you doing? Greg, I'm doing really well. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Appreciate you being here. Thank you for uh, persevering for through your day. Right? You had a you had Indeed. a busy day, right? Indeed. Yes. Professionally. <laughs> Professionally, yes. Yes. It's uh, it's uh, school. School is happening very soon, so um, there's there's lots of. Um, there's lots of parents who need some uh, some help and support before school starts to um, um, come through with uh, with their children. So. so you were involved with a couple of mediation processes well, today. Yes, yeah. yes, with quite a few. Yes. <laughs> and they were focused on matters of. Only only family. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Re- regarding children coming back after school. Regarding I mean after the summer. Regarding children and and um, you know structuring the uh, next steps. Um, as the school approaches, and some families are just uh, putting their children in school the first time, so it's new to them. The divorce is new on top of it, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, there's uh, there's a lot of support needed through uh, through that transition. So, okay. And over on the uh, other end of the uh, studio desk, we have the other bookend, the, the elf. The elf. Yeah. The elf, not on the shelf. No, I am not on a shelf. I am on a chair. You're on a chair. <laughs> yes. On the floor. Because the chair could be on the shelf. Oh, we don't want that. No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I would fall and we we only <laughs> encourage safety open. first. <laughs> yeah, safety first here. That's yeah. our motto. We're not sure how <laughs> you'll get into the whole thing with the chair and you know, you, you have never a, know right. what can it, happen it's with so me random and the here. Cluts. No judgments. No judgments, <laughs> no. Though of course you <laughs> self identify that way. I do. And the more power to you. Yeah, well, you know, it takes a lot of self-reflection to be a good mediator. Yeah. And uh, is that how you identify? You're more than that. More than a good mediator? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I guess so. I'm a social worker. I'm a trauma counselor. I'm a facilitator. I'm a workshop uh, provider. And you contribute here? And I'm the elf. Right. (laughs) <laughs> You're, now we're back at the elf on the shelf. You went right back. There. I went right back. I was back. trying it's, to it's broaden the, and deepen the perspective. Life is a circle. Well, it can be if you make it that way. Well, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> listening in attentively is Abdullah. Welcome to the program. Thank he wants you. to run out the door. <laughs> no, I'm staying. I'm staying. Just one hour, so I'll be okay. Just one hour. He used the word just, not one hour, just one hour. <laughs> I can take it. I can, okay, I I can, can survive. I was, uh, <laughs> We've already made an impression. <laughs> no, a good impression for sure. <laughs> so how about you share with us some of your professional background and let uh, people who are listening in 
to better understand. Okay, uh, first, um, I'm very delighted to be here. Very, very happy to be here. Thank you for, for the invitation, Greg. And um, I'm also happy to be surrounded by uh, your, uh, your, your Laura uh, and, uh, Laura uh, and the, the elf and Joni. <laughs> and Joni. <laughs> yeah. So I hope uh, the conversation will go uh, as your audience hope for. And um, just to tell you, uh, go back to the question, tell you a little bit more about myself. Um, uh, I'm Abdullah from Saudi Arabia. I, my background is engineering. I finished my bachelor in Saudi Arabia. Then I decided to pursue my career in academia. So I came to Canada in 2000, around 2008. I started in Newfoundland, which is very interesting place. With, That's an interesting transition from yeah. Saudi Arabia to, <laughs> to Newfoundland. Yeah, exactly. What I time of the year did you uh, I arrived land there? Actually. In a good time, and I thought that's gonna be like that for the rest of the year. But it, it was June, I remember. But it, uh, yeah, yeah, the the winter was a good surprise for me. Like, and the first time I see winter that that year, in 2000, around 2009. Mm -hmm. Then I I finished. I started the, the master courses in Newfoundland, uh, Memorial University. Then I w uh, I continued or finished the master in uh, U uh, University of Windsor in Windsor. Mm -hmm. That's another transition. Then. I pursued my PhD in uh, Ryerson here in Toronto. So I've been living here in Toronto for the past six, seven years. My wife, uh, and then I actually not until 2017, I w when when I graduated from uh, from Ryerson. Then I went back to teaching. So what I do as uh, professionally, I teach. I'm associate professor in uh, King Abdulaziz University in Jeddah. Saudi Arabia, and my wife is still here doing her PhD as well in culture studies. So, yeah, I'm visiting now during the summer, and hopefully this will be our, uh, like she will graduate very soon, and we all go back again after after she's done. But I'm going back anyways, because my, my, I teach so winter, all winter, and right. uh, I spend summer here, which is good. Yeah. <laughs> and what do you teach? What's the uh, focus? My background, as I said, is industrial engineering. That's yeah. my... Uh, my major, but the focus is now shifted toward more of uh, entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneurship. So I teach entrepreneurship courses, and uh, I teach in other uh, other institute as well. So that's another thing that I do in the part time, which is I I co-founded the company, and I kind of involved in the in the operation of that company. It's a medium-sized company. It's interesting that that company actually started here from among students, four students who were teaching in U of T, Ryerson, and uh, McMaster. Right. And uh, we started it here, and then... We migrated back migrated to, Saudi, back to Saudi, Saudi Arabia. And it's doing well. We started with that unique, like, with the dream, and now the, the, that dream is like a medium-sized company with almost 40 employees or over. So it's, uh, and so that's what I do on the, beside us, next to, the, beside the teaching, which is uh, being involved in that uh, operation of that uh, company, which is also, doesn't have much in culture, but has some social work, which is uh, uh, initiative. Uh, we lead a public engagement project in, 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 in the country. So that's what we actually do. Um, Does it extend uh, outside of the uh, boundaries of Saudi Arabia? Does it? Yes, any activity? Um, but it's still in the Middle East, like UCC mainly, like UAE. Okay. We have some projects in UAE and, and uh, Egypt. We, that's 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 where we dominate the most of them. Okay. So yeah, that's uh, that's what uh, brief 
professional background. Also, maybe I can identify with myself a little bit with uh, other thing, which is uh, what I do in my spare time. Not sure. spare time. Is I take it as uh, it's a religion for me now. It's a uh, CrossFit. I'm identify myself as a CrossFitter. I do CrossFit. Yeah. Like on a daily basis, and uh, I joined this community here in two 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 years ago in Toronto. And the beauty about this community that it's everywhere. So when I went back home, I found that community and I joined right away. It has its own culture, it has its own beauty. So this is another thing that I also identify myself with. And Not professionally, it's still... <laughs> and Laura also has an interest in running as well. Isn't that part of your passion? You do some... The CrossFit? Or no, not not necessarily the CrossFit. Well, I, I, I was actually thinking, how do you know that? Because I've never shared that with you. But <laughs> that, I, that was a major part of my life was CrossFit. Really, that's <laughs> interesting. Yeah, oh. so I understand everything what you say about the community and the support, and and I guess wherever you go, uh, you will find that same spirit, that same sense. Yes. So yeah. That's interesting how <laughs> how cross, CrossFit is have this collective culture among mm -hmm. them. So that's they, they manage properly to create. Unique culture among CrossFit. Can, can you just give a, a brief <laughs> synopsis of what CrossFit is for the benefit of the oh, listeners? Probably Laura should uh, mention that since she's been she's been doing it for a longer time. But I'm uh, definitely not. <laughs> no, not longer than you. But yeah, uh, CrossFit is a sport that is. Uh, I think it was initiated by. I It's an idea that came from a coach. His name is uh, I think Coach Glassman in 2002 something. He he was observing that. As uh, as an athlete, he was doing okay in multi aspect, like in running and swimming and weightlifting and uh, gymnastic. But he never g when one like he's not the best in in these sports. He, so he didn't excel in any particular. Excel, yeah, and, uh, he, he's uh, he's excellent uh, to certain level, but right. not the top. Right. But okay. he he can if he 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 thought like he, there must be something where he can combine all these. Uh, fitness aspect together and and he there's 10 aspects of fitness it's like that's the speed agility endurance uh, weightlifting uh, strength not weightlifting I think strength uh, yeah. gymnastics uh, mm -hmm. those 10 aspects he, he, he said we have to find the sport that combine all aspects together and see who is excellent in that and interestingly today was the last Last day, and he started this programming in 2002, and he created the community online. To and they start doing this programming uh -huh. until I think 2008, I guess in US. He started the first competition 2008, and the competition was in a garage uh, for those people who was interested in this CrossFit uh, CrossFit aspect. Then in 2010, I think Reebok took that games or this competition to next level. They invested a lot. And now today, I think 2019, it was in Madison. Interestingly, today is the last day of the CrossFit Games of 2019. And they just announced the winners like a couple, couple, couple hours ago. Uh, it's uh, huge. It became as an Olympic. So it's interesting. Uh, I don't know how this related to cultures. <laughs> but we, we, we diverted a bit to, towards something that's interesting in a way. But not, I hope that we can't... We, we, we will get it back. <laughs> Don't no. You said it was its own culture. It's <laughs> all about culture. Yeah, we'll, we'll you'll see. Show the or, or well through the course of the uh, <laughs> evening, the show. The yes. We will connect the dots in terms of you know the whole idea that CrossFit, it's a culture in its own, it is, yeah. and everything is a culture. We're a culture here. What do you value about the different things that you do? 
What's important to you about that? Uh, that's an interesting question. Uh, well, uh, sim like what I value most, I don't know. I tend to be people person, so getting that exposure to in uh, in what I do, mostly like in, for example, in CrossFit, teaching mainly is is very interesting. Uh, uh, things that I value big time, simply because I see that how. We exchange knowledge, me, myself with my student. Like we exchange knowledge, we exchange experience. It's, it's never a one-way. Uh, yeah, for one sure. One-way, like direction of ex of giving information or knowledge or methods or whatever, it, and or experience. It's always both ways, and I get to get to benefit from that from ev every semester from from. From, like from the that. students, the yeah. conversations with you yes. and, and others. And this and and this. And these experiences keep changing from semester to semester because every, every time I get new student, I get that chance to have that new experience with them. Right. So it's uh, that's what I value the most. Plus, I value that uh, those students they actually I can't describe it in a way. They are they are open to listen to you. So we have to to value that time and openness op openness to in their mind that you they want they're willing to listen to you so you have I, I value that we have to invest in that knowledge or whatever experience i'm going to transfer to them and we'll see that value actually affecting their life in an aspect or another hopefully that will be the the result so this is something i, re I truly value in what i do generally right i mean that they're taking a making commitment to go to school to learn to elevate and deepen their level of understanding about something and you're there you've made a commitment to invest in providing knowledge and skill to individuals such as this exactly. so it's mutually inclusive to provide you know that fluid flow of information exactly and and that flow is like is is both ways it's not one way like as that's not that's like it's always engaging from both sides i mean, and uh, and I value how I see that and uh, when if if if, uh, if a, a professor or a teacher does does well in his classroom, he right away will see that his effect on 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 his student, and that's that's very rewarding in a way or another, big time. Right. And uh, yeah, and I like I, I actually just I, I I and I learned that also in your class as well. Like one of the thing is always how you. Go <laughs> Just to introduce the audience, also I, I got to know Greg uh, through a classroom, so I, I'm his student as well. Uh, and um, I learned how knowledge can be uh, nourished in a way or another by just carrying a conversation and asking questions. It doesn't have to be just one direction, this is what I got, you have to learn it and you have to get tested on it. Right, so it's a flow, it's like, and the idea was with open-ended questions. So that people are curious, they they have this openness, this yearning to want to learn of and about something that they may not be aware of, exactly. to whatever extent. And then they ask open-ended questions, and they explore that, and they enhance their own level of understanding and awareness. Exactly. Right. Yeah, definitely. Oh, and they have. I mean, it's, it's. I think it's more than just exploring. Um, I, I think you also open-ended questions. It does give the opportunity for people to reflect um, within within self, uh, because there are and there will always be open-ended questions that will trigger something unknown um, as we change or as, as we as we come across different experiences, different exchanges of knowledge. Um, I th we we also change. 
as, as human beings and we also learn and we learn more about ourselves I, I, I feel anyway every single day and I agree completely with uh, Abdullah when you say that it's it's bi-directional the information is not at you or at the students um, or at someone um, we also learn as, as part of uh, practitioners or professionals working with people I believe we will we will always learn and if we say to ourselves that we don't we are doing ourselves a great disservice and we're lying to ourselves because uh, we also have to be open to learn exactly um, it, it's a it's I think it's a crucial um, a human element that um, it, it, it's it part of it's part of humanity yeah totally and it's it's you can tell you can sense the like the reward through it like because simply if you if it's one one if it's uh, solo direction it's not gonna it's not gonna be actually there will be no conversation to carry so what I think is uh, a good teacher is a good listener before he is a good presenter. So, of course, a teacher has to learn a lot of presentation skills, and that's what they taught us. And they even we go through diplomas and stuff to get to how to prepare the perfect presentation. But even if you if, if, if you do that still, and you're not a good listener, there is there is no point because you just like the presentation will will has less value to to the student if they, because they don't see that the 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 person who's talking to them is actually listening at the same time. Or they care. Like oh, yeah. To hear, like you're asking, yet I'm saying, yet you're not connecting with what I'm saying. And helping me to better understand what I'm saying is part of what this whole conversation is about. So okay. it's not one directional. It's not a lecture. You know, exactly. the idea here, too, is this is not an interview. It's not one dimensional. It's a fluid. It's a flow amongst all of us. And it, it's all about the question. I mean, it, it's always about the questions. It's back to Socrates' time. It's all about the questions. And in mediation and in any kind of teaching or educating or self-improvement, um, self self-discovery, um, and especially in mediation when you're asking the questions and people are answering them, they're also hearing themselves speak the answers to questions that they may never have pondered before and um, challenging their their cherished beliefs that they have that they may never have questioned or thought about in terms of why am I believing this and as they hear themselves speak they're teaching themselves well it's raising things to the conscious level Yes. Many times we may speak and we're not necessarily connecting with our words. So raising it to a level where the self-awareness of oneself is more connecting of oneself. And then the goal is to transcend from oneself to another so that there's a connection, a bridging of and forming a, and building of a relationship. Mm -hmm. And I share your love of teaching. I had many students as a... Um, as an instructor of social work in the field placement. And I've always found that they teach me so much and they keep me on my toes. And what, what they do is they ask you, oh, why did you say that? Or why did you respond that way? And it makes you think about, why did I respond that way? Is it because I've always responded there? This is what, you know, what I just do every day? And it makes you really think about what you're doing and why you're doing it and maybe change 
what you're doing and how you're doing it. Exactly. And also learn learn from them. A lot. Yeah. Like even everyone brings something to the table. Everyone has something to add. Even like I, I'm uh, most like my students. I teach every semester around 70, 80 students. So most of them are undergrad. Uh, sorry, undergrad. And uh, excuse my uh, like uh, you know English is my second language. So don't use so that <laughs> here, please. Congratulations. <laughs> So That's good. <laughs> I, I take that as a excuse. All the accent and the grammar mistakes. So whatever it is, this is a totally non-judgmental place Perfect. and space. Okay. Perfect. Just be yourself. Greg only speaks English. <laughs> and, and, and I struggle with that too. And, and, yeah. and we never understand what he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be lucky to speak to language. And, and as you'll see, these are ways of affection being expressed by my <laughs> colleagues as well. And that's that's nice. I already feel like that that affection is transferring to me as well. It's good that I feel like already <laughs> next next week we'll see me here too. <laughs> You're part of, part of the, of the team already. Yeah, right? Absolutely. You might have to revisit that return to Saudi maybe, Arabia. Uh, uh, maybe, but uh, we'll see about that. <laughs> Uh, so what I was saying that uh, yeah the I forgot what I was saying that I teach undergrad students right. so that, those undergrad students they're still young that, but honestly that they bring a lot to the table and I learned a lot from them there is let's say like there is 15 to 12 years gap between me and them so there is so much I don't know about in this generation and there's a lot to learn from them like in terms like of interest in terms of what how things sometimes works currently right. sometimes we're not updated simply yeah. so this is this is something that actually benefiting that just opening as John said just opening your your own your eyes your, your mindset eyes and mindset to yeah. listen will, you will, it will be rewarding in a way just of rewarding in a way of knowledge and learning experience from both sides Let's just delve right into uh, one of the uh, components of our subject, our title. What does culture mean to you, Abdullah? Since the topic about this com about this show was the culture, uh, culture topic, so I, I did ask myself this question, what it is exactly? So I thought maybe culture, the way I see it, is a collective uh, or accumulative behaviors or norm for any 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 group or like any anything any any group or even individuals so it's a collective of collective of norms or behaviors that's how i see culture what it is mm. and it's it's interesting that culture is can be identified to as i said to group and that group could be like country could be tribe could be small family could be anything could be any or even individual like but individual i don't know if we can associate culture to individual but they kind of have their own values and uh, their own behavior, even if they not associated to others, but it's still this considered individual culture as well. So I think whatever is collective norms or behaviors is, is how I see culture it is. And it's interesting, like as I said, this can go even within the same country, you can be different culture among different families, different in Canada, for example, I, I, I lived in three cities and I learned, I actually four cities, I lived in Kingston too, so I found like there's big difference. Uh, <laughs> yeah, when people say Canadian, it's not just... Just not one thing, it's not just, it's like the culture of, for example, in Newfoundland, when I mentioned that I lived there, is, is in totally different than Windsor, and Windsor is totally different than Toronto, in a way or another. And I, you can observe that through, that's, that's a collective norm for people like who's united through this uh, geography for example but there is also within that culture there is many culture as well 
back home in Saudi Arabia, we have like huge, uh, we, we have like big culture. We are rich in culture that go back to history. And, but also within the country, there is so many cultures that like within like uh, different geography, uh, different diff geographic different areas. Yeah, different regions. Yeah. And every region totally, they speak, could they speak different, different accent, they speak, they have different culture. But even though there is some united culture among the whole country, but still, the there is collective norms that can be divided, and this collective norms is what did it, what how what what dictate in a way or another the behavior and the decisions and the actions of those people who belong to these cultures and connects the people and connects the amongst people that well. those groups. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, how have you experienced any cultural differences in your life? It's. Um, as I said, like, um, okay, there is there is so many examples that I can't tell. But yeah, for example, moving from Saudi Arabia and coming to Canada was a big cultural difference. Like uh, living from uh, moving from uh, a country that is from a country that I'm proud to belong to, and there is they uh, very social, very f uh, very family oriented, very very. The, rel the religion also play a major aspect there. Right. There's so many, ma many, so many ide uh, ideology and identity that goes with that culture. And moving to Canada was a huge, huge different culture. Like so, so before you go into all that, why did you ch uh, decide on Canada then, if uh, it was so different, or did you become more aware when you became when you actually landed here? No, no, it's not uh, definitely like uh, I'm generally aware with the cultural differences even within the country and I see cultural differences always something beautiful something that I actually pursue to have to learn from different culture to get exposed to different culture for like for example in my life I, my family goes to uh, south region in, in, in Saudi Arabia and currently we live in the western region which is totally not totally and I don't want to use the word totally but we are there is so many different it's distinct. Each culture. one, yeah. each area has its own. Yes, like, uh, like for example, the uh, the south region that they came from is uh, they they have like their own culture in terms of let's say even uh, the generosity, the way how they treat guests, the way how communicate, the way they have their like even in the, the cultural dances as well. Mm -hmm. And where I'm living and where I grow up was totally different. So I I brought this family culture to the city that I grew up in the school for example and exchanging that culture was a beautiful process beautiful experience in general mm -hmm. so this is in that normal scenario I enjoyed that cultural exchange so on the bigger scale moving to other country to learn and uh, get uh, and uh, gain knowledge and learning experience was one of the major motives of course, Canada has top school in the world, so what's just the main motive to come to to Canada or North America in general was to get a good uh, learning experience, and that was a program initiated by the government. Like I got scholarship to come and study here, and so this uh, this is the main objective, of course. Why Canada, for example, is this because we have good schools, we want to advance in that in this major and this study, but mm -hmm. at the same time personal motive was to get exposed to that different culture to that culture and get le learn a lot about and live among them and, and and learn a lot about how these differences 
and exposure will help me enhance my own knowledge, my own experience. I think this uh, culture exchange and cult uh, cult different culture exposure, what actually count as, uh, I don't know how to describe it, but uh, personal skills in a way or another. So you, when you came, you became much more aware firsthand of the differences, the cultural differences from where you had come from, Saudi Arabia. And the, you, so you picked up all that energy, that information. What about you having an effect on the community there too? Them learning, becoming aware of you, people from outside their community. Does it not work both ways? Definitely work both ways. Like you say, like, uh, I don't know what, like definitely here being involved in the Canadian schools, for example, I think also we exchange culture big time. Like even the students, like they always get intrigued to what, what, what do you do back home? What's, how do you deal with this scenario? What do you do? Of course, aside from the, the negativity that's always spread in the media, mm -hmm. we get a lot of negative question, but with, with the honest and uh, faithful question that we, we I receive in our, from our colleagues, it's okay that they, when they ask question like, do you truly like what, uh, what's happening in Saudi Arabia, for example, like... Some political questions. Political questions, even sometimes religious, like, are, like the women is generally oppressed, uh, they, you don't have, uh, they, ha they don't have a human right there or whatever. And we, this is interesting how we hear, like, our role in cultural exchange is just to tell, yeah. no, it's not, it's not as you see or what, as you think it is. It's it's much better, and no, and we have a huge progression even in the past few in the past few years, recent recent years specifically, and more in, in generally over over the span life of the country. We had uh, general progression. Now w uh, women can drive. Now well, even before that, like women actually has the has the choice to cover their their head, for example. I, I don't want you to feel that you <coughs> are representative of the Saudi Arabia here. You're you're a person from a just exactly, in culture, exactly. so you don't need to answer for these things. No, what Though, I was going to say yeah. is just uh, how this experience of the cultural exchange in Canadian schools, and also was 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 in, in a way beneficial both ways. And also, I learned a lot from the Canadian culture. For example, the school, like how uh, this is how how hard is the research here? For example, like how people are dedicated to the, their work. This is a lot of things that I learned in culture aspect. The other aspect, how people are welcoming and open to other cultures. This is one of the main highlights I learned from Saudi, from, sorry, from, from living in Canada. That people are very polite and very welcoming to other cultures. And you, they make us, and everyone lives in here, feels like home. And this is something, sometime, even a country within a city, like people, they live under the same nation and same country, they don't make they don't respect that cultural ex uh, differences among themselves. So, for example, and this this was something happening, and I didn't experience it. People from that region don't welcome the people from that region, and though even though they are under one nation, so being open-minded and being uh, open to listen and learn and accept as well. This is a main yeah, accept uh, main 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 learning point is. Enhance my, it, it advance my learning experience in Canada in general, and also let me put it in a way when I went back how these community ask how how these community different like people who get different 
cultural exposure gain experience that much more valuable than people who s stick to the same cultural norms and uh, and uh, mm -hmm. behavior. Uh, for example, I tell you in, in hiring, like in our mm -hmm. company, like I, I was involved in some hiring process. So we value more and in the hiring process, we value more people who got different experience and different experience mainly involved being in being being exposed to different cultures people who work in different companies Di diversity diversity exactly yeah. because it's it's always it's it's always uh, a gain of knowledge of uh, of I, d I don't want to say skills but could be also skills could be uh, like way of thinking all that mm -hmm. collectively enrich the va the experience of the person and that's that's definitely added value yeah I agree with everything you're saying <laughs> Um, and more uh, it's for for me and I mean I I came from a um, I came from Romania and when I came here I I had uh, well you have a, an experience I have a different experience and every single experience that I've uh, accumulated and gained here in this country um, has shifted it has has shifted my worldview um, and w even within Canada meeting other um, well to be honest, even my own Romanian community in Canada is very, very different than the Romanian community right. in Romania. I so um, y there are there there are shared elements, and there, and I, I think we learn through the exchange. We learn to understand. I'm having a hard time to um, articulate the this the norms where we do learn personal skills i do feel that we do learn how to how to um how to be in the presence of of differences and when are whenever there are differences cultural differences um i remember having a discussion with a friend of mine um who um i i believe she I, i'm not sure where she was from um somewhere like in, in South Asia but she she came here and she said you know I just I just don't understand all this discrimination I just want to be like you I just I, you know I just want to be treated just like you and um, I I said to her that you know that that should not be the ideal that's not the, the, the way to to that's not the way to shape that's not the way to expect you know I for me, differences and listening to her differences in terms of anything, the way that they uh, they uh, are with families, the way that they, uh, you know, the, that she eats, the way that they celebrate certain things, that to me was to be celebrated. Those differences are to be celebrated. They're not to be assimilated in my in my in my worldview, right? I mean, it was very sad statement hearing from her saying that I just want to be treated like you or like everybody else here in this particular community. That saddened me. So we're still friends, and I make sure that you know we we go to to we have different exchanges of foods of how we eat, where we eat, and and you know in all of that stuff. And I've learned a lot about myself, and um, I believe together we learned that these differences, and we showed and we demonstrated to one another that these differences are to be celebrated because. We were much happier. I was much happier with a new food and a new dish and a new dance and a new song and a new everything. And she was much happier to hear me 
yeah, say stuff about yeah, Romania. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Talk about you, my country so and about where I come from. So it's a, it's to celebrate who, it we, is who we are. That, that's how I. That's all I always envisioned. Yeah. That I mean, if you're going to be open and 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 expressing and learning, then then I, I, I think the ultimate goal is is to is to celebrate the, ultim- the yeah, ultimate yeah and, and like the word assimilate assimilate tends to be giving up one's identity and it's all that's valued from that exactly. or with that and the integration when people migrate is to retain the identity and also engage or celebrate the broader communities as well so it's a combination of that exactly and if you do allow me I would like to add to that that um, experiencing different or getting exposed to different cultures or um, being involved in any kind of cultural exchange uh, should enrich your uh, your way of thinking and enjo- uh, enrich your uh, uh, logical uh, critical thinking in a way or another uh, the reasoning all that w- definitely can change like the way I think now before I come to Canada is totally different than like sorry, yeah, totally different than right. where I came from. The, the way I think now, leaving Canada is totally different than when you arrived. Like, yeah, five, yeah. Six, eight years ago when I arrived. Because of that, all that exposure, there's it, there is so there is a learning process, and that's that's okay, it's fine. But the identity doesn't have to change. As, as yeah, the core of who you are, the, yeah, your roots. Th- yeah, I always associate myself with the country I belong to, uh-huh. with the with the with the family I belong to. I still enjoy so many uh, culture value that I've been born and raised with, and I still aiming to keep it. For example, yeah. like how family oriented. For example, until now we live we live like me and my all my bro- my brother and my two sisters with my parents. Mm-hmm. We like I'm, and I'm the youngest one. So they <laughs> my sisters are my sister is retired already, but she and her uh, all her family and my family and my brother family all live with my with our parents in their house. So I think Johnny was asking a question, and I think it's a it's a really good question. Well, I asked uh, Abdullah if he was surprised by anything when he came here because uh, the other way around, it was very kind of oh, there are a lot of s- assumptions that we make over here in North America about about the um, Middle East. And um, Was there anything that he kind of felt, oh, well, I didn't expect that when, when he came here? Sure, definitely there are some aspects, but I will avoid any neg- negative aspect. Mm-hmm. I will just focus on the positive. I was surprised how... Why? 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 Because, wh- what do you mean? Why would you avoid the negative? I mean, because in any cultures, and when you meet in any place, you know, or you try to live with any country or any group, you will see, you, you will be in ho- somehow, could, you, could, you could face mistreatment, you could face mis- uh, bad judgment. Uh, th- this is, could happen normally. People like not the same, they don't think. But the collective norm of Canada or collective norm of Canadian people is they are generally welcoming, accepting. Of course, there's some other, like, could some other cases that w- would mm-hmm. not be applicable. But the general thing that was surprising to me, when you asked, th- there was some very good positive thing. For example, I belong to a Muslim country, and I was very surprised at how Muslim people are very welcome here. Very, very. I wasn't, I wasn't aware of that. I see like mosques everywhere. I was surprised that the mayor actually attend, at, you tend to attend our annual celebration. Mayor of Toronto, he's like the, he's like number one person in the in the city, and he's still 
Well, this mayor. <laughs> Our mayor, too. I think. Yeah, this Pickering is, mayor. I'm we, talking we about the mayor before this one. Uh, oh, maybe not. not. Never mind. <laughs> I'm not sure about it. No, I like without going into the details, but I, this was surprising to me how uh, how we as a ethnic group or religious, I don't want to call it religious group, but like the Muslim here, it's the fact there is there is some sort of population, and they, they are totally free to practice. I was surprised, actually, that was very interesting. When the first I landed j just before Christmas, uh, and. Um, and that time, there's the same Christmas time, there's an annual conference. It's the biggest in North America. I think maybe it's the biggest in the world, only for Muslim people who gather for three days. And it's host, they, they host almost 25,000 people in, that, in the convention center. So I said, like, this level of freedom and, uh, is great. This is, it was a surprise, and a good surprise. I was happy to see that. I was happy to see how Muslim people are very free to practice, to uh, and they've kind of merged totally with the culture here and no one is touching their because still like there is some may, maybe I had from media also maybe I had the perception that um, in the western world like still like the western are the, the, like some religion the visible minority are not free are not uh, free to practice the religion as much in everywhere or something like that but that was a good surprise to see this is not the case that's an example and everyone is treated equally, everyone is, uh, has a say on what's... Uh, that's, that's a great thing in general. So this is, this is something positive, on the positive note. And mainly positive. In Canada, I would say it's mainly positive in terms of cultural act, uh, aspects. The, um, everyone is welcome. You, you never feel like you're, uh, you're, you don't belong. Even we, are, we as inter international students, we, we did feel that we are always belong. We're always treated with... Uh, high respect, we treat it as a part of the community and we always see so many services and so many organizations they look after us and they make they make they want to make sure that we are actually enhancing and getting the and reaching the objective and it's all Canadian uh, well you know the ideal here that we're trying to promote within our community here and I think as individuals Laura Joni and I is that we're all human beings number one we have different ways of identifying, classifying, compartmentalizing each other into our groups sure. for reasons, whatever. So we transcend that because we're all human beings and there's a r reason for us to want to connect and, and see and not put the labels on people. That, you know, that, that can be a tendency and it marginalizes people who are not from that group or that community. I mean, you're a Muslim. Yes. I'm a Jew. So, we're all working together. We're having a nice conversation. Absolutely. <laughs> and so to push back at these stereotypes of what cultures are supposed to be is a notion that I really don't want to promote. Yes, exactly. Totally agree. And honestly, one of the learning things that I would take from the Canadian culture back home is uh, how to be open-minded, to listen to the other people that you you already have the assumption or perception that you are in big conflict with them. Just, mm -hmm. listen. Just listen and uh, accept what, like accept because there's, it's, it's, people will never be the same. They, you can't unite, even like as, as we discussed earlier, even within one nation you have different cultures. So you can't have one culture that unites everyone. It's just, it's, we have to accept that the culture differences is, is normal 
and uh, it's good and it's, uh, accepting it is, is a must. So it's, it's a great opportunity, especially you know, when we want to engage and interact amongst people, that we can transcend from the labels, the superficial stuff that can be um, situations that prevent us from looking forward. So if we allow ourselves to be open to engage and learn of and about the curiosity, ask questions, and then the third part of that that I promote is an action. Do something about it. Just don't remain with that curiosity, that learning in your head. It's useless then. Take it to another level of increasing the social change of totally society. Totally don't let the I don't want to get to that, but don't let the media influence mm -hmm. your decision. Don't let the politicians influence your decision. Don't let uh, any negativity influence your, uh, your decision about that. So we, we have to close out very soon. You guys have something to... Well, I just want to say something as the only one at the table who was born here. And I've always, I was born in Toronto. I've always lived in Toronto. Nice. I've never lived anywhere else. I've traveled quite a bit, but... Um, it's interesting, but I do belong to a culture because my parents were immigrants. So they, were, they came after the war um, from Poland and as Jews, too, uh, after the Holocaust. And so I find that you don't even have to even travel so much to get an idea of different cultures here because we're so diverse. That's nice. Yeah. Lori, you want to say something? Yeah. Um, I think it's, this topic can go on and on. Yeah. Uh, I think it's an important topic, and I think, as you mentioned, and uh, everybody gets uh, sort of the same sense, uh, you should uh, do something about it. Yeah. <laughs> Abdullah. Um, thanks again for having me. I'm delighted, and um, I would say just be open-minded and open your heart and mind to and listen to others. And p human progression will only happen through this open-mindedness and listening to others. And we all learn from each other. Yes, exactly. It's not a one-way street. Thank you for doing this with us. We appreciate I'm it very much. You. You've been listening to Mediation Station on CHHA 1610 AM.